hello, hello. Welcome to a BAM that's not only a BAM, but it's a crime. We're making strawberry milk. This might be the world's easiest recipe, but I'm sorry. I didn't know it was gonna be this easy. And I happen to have strawberries, okay? So we're making strawberry milk, and we're talking about a movie called From the Dark. But why is this different from every other bacon a mystery, bacon a murder, book, movie review that we've ever done? It's because it's directly connected to a crime. And pretty much, in a couple of hours after I post this video, you will probably see the main video on the main channel, Stephanie Sue, of the actual crime. So the movie takes place, and this is how it, I'm just gonna give you the gist of, okay? There's a bunch of people secluded in the Oregon woods, the mountainside, at a lodge. They're the staff, you know? Is this crime or movie? This is the movie. It's a horror movie. It's a thriller movie. So they're stranded in the Oregon mountainside. Also, my eyeball just like in the reflection of this knife. <laughs> they're just stranded in the Oregon mountainside. And it's just the staff left. And one by one, each one of them keeps dying. Which one of them is the real killer? We've got to find out. That's the actual movie. But in real life, after they're done filming this movie, they realize that one of the lead actors or actresses is a real life killer and is on trial for murder. So there literally was a killer amongst them while they were filming a movie about how there is a killer amongst them. And I think once you get the full gist of everything, initially I thought that I was just gonna do a crime case on this and not do the BAM because you can watch the movie on YouTube for like $4, you can rent it. But when you know, when you know what happened and you listen to it, Let's just get started, okay? So we're making the strawberry milk. Like I said, it all takes place in the, oh, by the way, you're probably gonna see the crime case come up in a couple of hours. I don't know if I recommend watching this one first or that one first, I guess it just depends. Do you wanna, do you wanna be fully shocked when the crime comes around or do you kind of wanna know? Sometimes, sometimes when you know, it makes everything different, doesn't it? So um, here's, here's what's happening, okay? I said mountainside. There's this mountain lodge that's been around for a really long time in Oregon. This is the movie. A hotel? It's like a lodge, yeah, like a hotel. And the main attraction to it is that there have been a lot of unsolved mysteries there. Some people might say that it's haunted. They've got these really intense cave systems that the hotel will give you tours of, and you have to come up by shuttle. Your phone doesn't work there. Yes, a perfect thriller movie plotline going on. I have officially been demoted. I was supposed to be the one cutting the strawberries, and look at here, I did cut the strawberries, but he was getting frustrated with the way that I'm cutting the strawberries. He like won't even t let me tell my story because he's like, but don't cut it. Like, you're gonna, oh my god, that's your finger. Oh my god, wait, don't do that. So now he's cutting the strawberries and I'm in charge of destemming them without even a knife. He gave me a pair of scissors. I feel like I'm on, I feel like this is a child block, okay? What is this? Why can't I get a knife up in this bitch? This is illegal. So let me explain what's going on, right? You've got the mountainside lodge and you've got all the staff. Now the main character, her name is Valerie and Valerie has been working here for a really long time, like a quite a bit of time. Her parents pretty much raised her at this mountain lodge. Her dad was actually the one that used to give tours, the, the one that she's taken over now in the cave system before he passed away. So now she's continuing on her father's work and that's the gist of things. So we start off with her giving this tour in the underground caves with a group of people. Now this cave system doesn't look like the most intense caves, but it does look rather abandoned. You know, they're going around, they're trying to touch the walls. She's like, hey, 
don't touch the walls. Apparently the oil, the oils in your hands can corrode the cave walls. And so they see this door and one of the guys is like, let's call him Chad, cause he really seems like one. He's like, hey, uh, what's that door? Why is there a door in the middle of a cave system? That's weird. Like, what is this? Is this like Disneyland? Why, that doesn't even make sense. That looks weird. And so she pretty much tells them that the, the rest of the cave system is really unstable. Meaning that there have been collapses. There have been like literally rocks falling on people's heads. So they have sectioned it off, put this door here, so that you can't accidentally wander to that side of the caves. And so she's like, yeah, it's a restricted area, even I haven't been there. And then she, you know, gives the rest of the tour any other questions. Now these chads, it's a group of chads, they really don't care about the history of this cave. They've got one question and one question only. Whatever happened to that little girl? What? Whatever happened to that little girl that got lost here? that got lost in the caves, whatever happened to her. So Valerie's like, oh shoot, like no one has really asked me about that. That was that was a long time ago. My dad was actually working here when that happened. And um, I don't really know. I think the last I heard is she, she found her way out by listening to the water. So there's like a creek outside. So she just listened to the sound of the water and got out of the cave. That's the last I heard. And the chat's like, that's not what I heard. I heard she wandered in there and she starved to death and no one's found her body. So her body's somewhere in the cave. So she's like, well, I guess everyone has their theories. And she finishes up her little cave tour with a group of chads. So then she goes into her office and her boss is there. Now her boss is like just thanking her nonstop. So we can kind of assume that she's taken over for the night. The boss is going home early and he's like, you know, make sure to put the money in the safe, make sure to do this, lock up the liquor cabinet, blah, 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 blah. And he's just saying, you know, Valerie, like you can stay if you want. She's like, no, 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 I've got to go do my own thing. So we gather from this conversation that she has been working here for a while. She's practically raised at this mountain lodge, but now she's officially moving on. This is her last day at work. This is like, yeah, she's like gone now. She's ready to spread her wings, get out of here. Her dad would want her to explore the rest of the world. So she's going to lock up for the boss and all of that. And she's having a go away party at one of the cabins that's on the campsite. So, you know, we cut to the kitchen staff. We're just getting familiar with the lodge staff. I've got strawberry juice on my arm. So the boss leaves and now Valerie is essentially in charge. She's having her go away party. This is all that's going on. Now we cut to the kitchen staff. Now there's three dudes in the kitchen staff. We've got the dishwasher. That's literally what they call him, the dish okay? But his name is Damon. I'm not going to give you all the names because it's going to get too complicated. But we've got um, Damon, who is a pivotal part of this story. And then we've got the bartender. And then we've got the chef. So we've got these three dudes and they're just talking. They're making fun of the dish bitch. That's like their game, right? And he's like, I'm not a douche. And they start hanging out and then all of a sudden the electricity cuts off and the chef is just complaining the whole time. I mean, this place is absolutely falling apart. This is like the third time that's happened. You know what I heard? I heard that the electricity is going off and the lights in the caves straight up like Valerie has been giving tours just tripping over rocks because the lights will go off. It's so dangerous. I mean, good thing that this place is kind of, you know, shutting down for the next month so that they can finally fix this shit. They're doing these massive renovations. So for the next month, now, you know, they're setting up a plot. There's going to be no, um, there's no hotel guests. They've kicked everyone out. No staff because for the next month, they're renovating the place. You get it? So it's going to be completely empty tonight. That's what we're gathering from this. And so then we cut back to Valerie doing all of her closing shift duties, putting money in the safe. There's a gun in the safe. We'll get to that later. You always know we'll get to that, okay? And then she starts looking around. She looks out the window. She's just enjoying the view of the mountain lodge. And she sees the groundskeeper, who's, um, his name is Leon, the groundskeeper. And she waves at him. 
and he's just really eh about her. Like he doesn't lay back. He doesn't seem to like her. So there's just all of this weird vibes and tensions going on. And then she runs into her good coworker by the name of Diane. And she's like, well, Diane, what's going on? Like, are you going to come to my getting away party? Like my going away party? You know, you should come. It's going to be so fun. But Diane's like, no, no, no. I'm just really stressed right now. Like, I don't, I don't really want to do that. Um, when my husband was leaving today, because apparently her husband works at the lodge, he, um, I couldn't find my phone. So I used his phone to call my phone and I saw a text message from the new housekeeper, Gwen, that says, thanks for last night with a smiley face. And she's like, yeah, I gotta get home and I gotta figure this out, but I don't even know what to do. I didn't even confront him because what if I'm being dramatic? Like she's just having a full on moment. And Valerie's like, listen, just come to the going away party. You can figure it out there. It's gonna be fun. And she's like, well, is Gwen gonna be there? It's like this whole thing, okay? So they all start gathering together. They've closed up the liquor cabinet. They put the money in the safe. The gun is in the safe. Everything's locked up. There's no guests in the mountain lodge. They're actually going to a cabin right off of the mountain lodge and they're all gonna stay there and get super Super, super drunk. So they all start walking there. So this is the whole collection of people going. We've got Valerie, the main character. We've got Damon, the dish boy. We've got the chef, the bartender. And then we've got Diane and Gwen, the housekeeper's coming. The one that's sleeping possibly with Diane's boyfriend, husband. Like this is gonna get really messy. They're also gonna be drinking. So it's gonna be really intense. So they get to this place and they all start doing beer pong. It's just like a crazy party. They've got these inflatable dolls <laughs> that they're all what? like um yeah that they're all just like rubbing up on it's just like imagine just a hectic fraternity party that's the vibe that's going on so they're all sitting around eventually the party comes to like a lull you know how in most parties it's like a rager and then eventually everyone's sitting on the couch near the little fireplace and they're just talking and the groundskeeper leon becomes a main topic because he actually lives on the grounds of the mountain lodge so he's the only other person but he's not at the cabin like he's in his own little space like his own little mini cabin right he's not at the party no he's not at the party he wasn't invited and so they talk about him and they're like don't you guys think that he's really creepy i've always been creeped out about the groundskeeper i mean there's something about him did you know he went to prison did you know that they're like, wait, what? Yeah, but I heard it was like for self-defense or something. I think that he went to prison for that. Okay, so this is how the story goes, allegedly. Apparently, Leon was walking down the street when a man jumped out of the woods and just tried to like attack him. So he pulled out his knife and stabbed him to death. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. If the man attacked him, then why would he even go to prison? Because wasn't he just defending himself? Mm -hmm. Well, that's the point. There's no evidence that the man attacked him. You just had Leon with a bloody knife with blood all over himself and a dead body. So no one really knew. But uh, yeah, I heard he did like eight years in prison for that. Creepy, I'm telling you, he's bad news. I can't believe they hired him here. Well, I heard his like dad was the groundskeeper before him. I don't know, something like that. So this is when, you know, Damon and Valerie. So these are all the tensions. I'm gonna give you the breakdown of this little circle. We've got Diane and Gwen who hate each other because allegedly Gwen is trying to or is successfully sleeping with Diane's husband. And then we have Valerie and the dish boy, Damon, who are um, into each other. They're like just sitting next to each other, flirting the whole time. And everyone is so freaked out about the groundskeeper except for Valerie and Damon. Damon being the dish boy, She's like, I think we should hang out with him. I think that this is messed up that we're having this party. He can probably hear us having a rager and he's not invited. Who all for all in favor of hanging out 
with the groundskeeper. I can go to his trailer and I can invite him over and it'll be fun, right? And all of the other people are like, no, I'm not doing it. And Valerie's like, yeah, we should invite him. It's my last day. He seems nice. And we don't really know what happened in prison. Like, we don't know why he went to prison. We shouldn't judge him. This also is a dark muscovado sugar. I think it's a little bit different from um, brown sugar. It's more dense, I think. I, they, I know that they use this in boba teas. So I'm gonna do about maybe two scoops of it. So they take a little vote and it ends up being that they wanna go get the groundskeeper. So Damon is like, you know what? I'm gonna go find him. They're like, are you sure? You're like, no, are you gonna get lost? No, it's good. So he starts walking in the middle of the night to the groundskeeper's trailer to go get him to bring him back to the party. Meanwhile, everyone at the cabin is still raging forward. They're playing being pong, being pong, <laughs> being pong still, but it's more in like a quiet way. There's no crazy music in the back background and that is when Gwen starts making fun of Diane she's super drunk and she starts making fun of the di fact that Diane um, she believes in ghosts and Diane's like you don't know what I've been through here and Gwen's like okay sure you're literally the only person that thinks that room is haunted Wait, so Gwen is the one that's a home wrecking the relationship the new girl the so audacity. yeah the audacity and she's just straight up like yeah are you sure it wasn't an imaginary friend you saw in that hotel room so the insinuation is that one of the rooms inside of this mountain lodge is rumored to have a ghost and maybe Diane has seen it right and she says you don't understand you don't understand what I've been through in that room and a physical altercation starts coming out the two girls go at it together and they get broken up. They're like, hey, 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 right? And eventually Gwen goes back to the cab or to the mountain lodge. You know, Diane goes back to the mountain lodge. So again, we have two more people leaving the cabin. Wait, how many's left now? So now it's just the chef, the bartender, and Valerie, and Damon the dish boy, and the groundskeeper are coming back to join them. They're coming back. Yeah, but the two girls have left. So they left separately, but they're both headed to the mountain lodge to stay in one of the rooms because, you know, this party is, they just aren't having fun. Oh, do you see how sugary it's getting? Okay, so now you just let it set aside for a little bit. Don't squish the strawberries too much. So Damon goes to the groundskeeper's trailer and he's like, hey, um, I, I don't know if you know me, I'm, I'm the new dish I mean, I'm Damon, that's what they call me, but hi. Do you, we're having like a little getaway party for Valerie. You know her, right? Do you wanna come? It's like at the cabin right there. And he's like, um, yeah, sure. Let me just get ready. Do you wanna come in for a second? So he lets him in and he's sitting in the living room and he sees all of these newspaper clippings on the wall of this guy's trailer. So the first one is saying things like, man gets eight years for manslaughter. He's like, oh sh and then another one is talking about that little girl. 12-year-old girl goes missing in cave. So these are newspaper clippings about weird things that have happened inside of the cave or at this mountain lodge or possibly to the groundskeeper. So he's getting freaked out. Like, this is creepy. So they end up walking back to the cabin together and they join the rest of them. They start drinking some more and eventually now we've got a bunch of dudes and Valerie sitting around the couch and they start talking about, what, what was that thing about Diane? Why, why does she believe in ghosts? What's going on? Okay, so Valerie's like, it's, it's an interesting story. So um, years ago, there was this woman who came on a honeymoon with her husband and she was staying in room 402. Now, when she walked in, she saw her husband having an affair with the maid, like literally full on in their honeymoon bed, just like doing the maid. So now this is where the story gets a little bit weird. There's variations where she ended up hanging herself in the closet, the, the you know, the guest. There's variations that 
She threw the maid out the window, the fourth floor window, and then when she realized that she just killed someone, she threw herself out the window. There's another variation that she just jumped out the window to her death, but the whole theory is that she's still there that she's roaming the hallways on the fourth floor and she's a relatively nice ghost like the people that have claimed to see her i mean they think that she's a really nice person but she's really mean to people who don't believe her story so people try not to get onto the fourth floor they try not to like book a room there if you're scared of stuff like this and then Leon, the groundskeeper, says, I've got a better story. That's not the weirdest stuff that's happened here. Okay, this place is just filled with like unsolved mysteries. So he starts talking about a story. He says, there, um, there's a story about this 12-year-old little boy, right? When he was young, his dad was the groundskeeper at this place. And he has just lived this really life like his mom left his dad was an alcoholic super abusive never left the mountain lodge never had friends and then one day this little girl sarah came to the lodge with her family it's like a family vacation and she immediately started talking to him and they became friends this was the first time that he's ever had a friend he was like is this what friendship is and so they start bonding now what he doesn't realize is that she's on vacation she's gonna eventually leave she's not staying forever now the day before she's planning to leave suddenly she disappears she vanishes now the theory is that she went into the cave and she got lost and that's what happened you know she's still somewhere down in the cave she probably starved to death but what the real truth is that little boy convinced her to go into the cave i don't think that he wanted to kill her i just think that he didn't want her to be found by the parents so he locked her up in a in a portion of the cave and then just left no one's ever seen her since so we don't really know what happened to the girl and everyone's just like Okay. Now, coincidentally, at the same time that everyone's searching in the cave for Sarah, the little boy's dad, the groundskeeper, disappeared. I think he took his own life. And so, um, yeah, that little boy had nobody. He didn't have a mom. He didn't have a dad. So they sent him to a hospital, and then they, t they t decided to book him into a mental institution for a couple of years. I still don't know what happened to him. That's it. We don't know what happened. And everyone's like, Ah, oh, cool story, bro. So they're all sitting around and- Wait, isn't that the current groundskeeper? Yeah, but maybe, you know, his dad took on the job, you know, but it's all very hazy. It's all very weird. Oh, wait, the, the little boy that went to mental hospital? Yeah. Is that not the current groundskeeper? No, I mean, it's not said in the story, but that's what everyone's thinking. But they're saying the current groundskeeper's dad was the previous groundskeeper. Yeah, but it could have been like his dad took over after this and then he's the son, you know. Uh, it they could don't have... know the timeline. Yeah, so they, they just, honestly, they don't know the timeline, but they think that it's weird. They think it's him, you know, but then no one's saying it. Everyone's just like, okay, groundskeeper, cool story. Get out of here. Go back to here. Go back. And then the whole thing with Sarah. So Sarah is a 12-year-old girl. Her name's Sarah. And the theories that came about about Sarah is that either they found her body, she had died in the cave, she had starved, or she had listened to the water and got her way out of the cave. Or it's the idea that maybe the groundskeeper's son was a perv and he was trying to keep Sarah locked up in the cave. And then eventually he got sent away to a mental hospital. Nobody else found Sarah. Okay. <laughs> so then Leon's like, well... Thanks for inviting me, guys. I'm gonna head out. I'm getting tired. So he starts walking back to his cabin, and everyone's just sitting there like, did that just happen? 
They're just all accusing Leon of being that kid in the story. There's no way that that's not him. So you're telling me that when he was 12, he kidnapped a little girl, hit her in the caves, she probably died, and then he grows up, someone attacks him, he stabs that person to death, gets eight years for manslaughter. That is a creepy dude that is a dude that we shouldn't be messing with and Valerie's like come on we don't we don't even know the story and this place is like filled with all these rumors and all these stories this is dumb okay it's so dumb so she's like ignore it ignore it so the other guys are like well we're gonna go to sleep so her and the dish boy they're the only ones they're, they decide that they're gonna stay up and just you know chit chat because they're into each other what is sleep when you have pure romance so we've got the bartender taking a room we've got the chef sleeping on the couch with an inflatable doll that he's now named Judy they're best buds I'm pretty sure they're dating and Valerie goes into the room and she starts hanging out with the dish boy and they start talking about high school relationships love you know all of these super romantic things and then eventually she passes out so he tucks her into bed and he leaves the room and she just goes into this dream where she's thinking about her dad they went fishing together her dad is dead by the way you know they went fishing together all of these beautiful moments and then she wakes up because she hears the sound of glass breaking, glass shattering, possibly like a window. So she freaks out, goes to the light switch and tries to turn it on, but the electricity is out. So she grabs her phone, turns on the flashlight, and she starts going down the stairs where she runs straight into Damon the dish boy. So she runs into Damon and she's like, oh my God, what are you doing? And he's like, well, I heard the noise too. So then the other two guys wake up and they're like, what was that? So they're like, oh oh my god, we're all gonna get fired, we're all gonna lose our jobs, and like, we're never gonna get a, someone's breaking into the lodge, someone's probably breaking into the office to try to get into the safe at the lodge, we gotta go, we gotta go, so they grab their little flashlights, and they're like, let's catch this little home invader, right, Who they're running, huh, so it's, it? it's the chef, it's three dudes, and Valerie, it's all the regular dudes, the groundskeepers in his thing, you know, and then the two girls are at the lodge. So it's just three dudes and Valerie, and they start running towards the lodge with their flashlights on, and then Valerie stops, and they run into her, you know, because they weren't really, like, looking at her. They were just, like, you know, looking around, seeing what's going on. They run into her, and she starts screaming, and on the ground are the two stabbed bodies of Diane and Gwen. Now, I want to say in the movie that the acting was um, interesting because it didn't, that wasn't the reaction that I would have if I saw two dead stabbed bodies. They were just like, what do we do now? <laughs> I'm like, I would be like crying, you know? What do you mean? You just go into solution mode? What do you guys want to do now? I'm kind of hungry. Chipotle? Like what? What's happening, okay? So they're like, oh my god, oh my god, what's going on? Someone killed them. Why would they kill them? What do I do? So they kind of freak out a little bit. And Valerie's like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go into town, okay? We're going to get some help. we got to call the police. None of them have cell service. So they get into Damon's car. The car won't start. He's like, all right, something's wrong with my car. We got to get into your car. So they get into the other dude's car. It won't start. So they're like, what the fuck's going on? So they get into the next car. And it won't start. So he's like, pop the hood, pop the hood. So they all pop the hoods of their car. And it seems that someone has tampered with their cars. So now they're like, what the fork do we do now? So they go back to the cabin. They're freaking out. And all of them are starting to accuse the groundskeeper. Because let's be real, after that story that he shared, and then he was the only one that wasn't really there the whole time, that something weird's going on, don't you think? Something strange is going on. So they're like, okay, let's do this. We're going to walk to the closest house. Yeah, that's 50 miles away. We get, that's better than staying here waiting to get killed. Okay, no, we have a better idea. I know that we don't trust the groundskeeper, 
but he has a bike. Like a little, not a motorcycle, but a bike. Maybe he can bike to the nearest house and get some help because none of us have cell service. So they knock on Leon's cabin and they explain what's going on. He's freaking out. He grabs his bike and he tells them, well, while I'm gone, like just, just try to get the power on or something. You know, there's, there should be like a circuit breaker in the back of the cabin that you guys are staying in. I thought they think he's the killer. Yeah, but they still want him to leave, you know? They're like, maybe it's better that he leaves. Maybe also he's the only one with the bike. And they all want to stay together. The rest of the group, they want to stay together so that they can watch more eyes, right? And Mind you, most of them are drunk. So they're kind of not making good decisions right now. So he's like, okay, well, while I'm gone, why don't you guys check the circuit breaker in the back of the cabin that you're staying in and try to turn on the electricity? Okay, thank you, groundskeeper, for your insightful information. So then he starts riding on his bike to town and they go back into the cabin and the chef guy is like, all right, well, let me go check the circuit box. So the last time that the electricity went out in the kitchen, right, in the beginning of this entire movie, he was the only one that could really fix it. So it seemed, you know, appropriate that he'd be the one to check the circuit box. So he goes out back and they start lighting a fire in the fireplace. They're just trying to get some light. They're trying to get some warmth and they're all kind of freaked out. They're all nervous. And then they hear like a thud. So the bartender is like, shh, I'll go and see what's going on. So he goes out to the circuit box and the chef is laying on the ground dead. There's a bunch of like weird messed up wires. So it seems like he had died from either electrocuting himself or something went weird. There's no like stab wounds on him like the other two girls, so it's very strange. So he rushes back into the cabin and he's like, I freaking knew it. It's that guy Leon. I told you it's a groundskeeper. He's the one that suggested that we check the circuit box. What are we gonna do? He's probably not even going into town. Where do you think he is right now? He's probably still on the grounds. What do we do? Like he's freaking out. Now mind you, the bartender is probably the drunkest out of everyone. So they start, you know, accusing the groundskeeper of killing the chef guy, Valerie, and it's like, calm down. We don't even know that it's him. We don't know who it is. Let's just, maybe it's none of us. Maybe it's someone different. Maybe someone snuck onto the grounds. That wouldn't be bizarre. And they start fighting and the bartender just keeps accusing the couple now. They're like, well, maybe it's you then. Well, maybe it's you. What do I really know about you, dish boy? You're new here. Valerie, what, what about you? It's your last day. You want to go out with a bang or something? Maybe you've hated us all along while you're working here like he starts accusing the shit out of everyone so dish valerie yeah he's like dish boy sus he's an imposter okay so valerie and dish boy are like all right well if you don't trust us we're not gonna sit here and be accused we're gonna go look for weapons you do what you want but we're gonna protect ourselves so valerie and damon the dish boy they head into the mountain lodge because she's like i remember there's something in the safe the gun, right? So they head into the mountain lodge, they go to the kitchen, they get some kitchen knives, but none of them are really that sharp for whatever reason. Maybe they're only cooking mashed potatoes here. And um, they find they find the gun in the safe. And she's like, all right, well, take it. He's like, no, you take it. I, I can try to fight, but you you take it. You gotta, you gotta keep it with you just in case. Here, and then he puts it in the back waistband of her, you know, jeans. And she's like, I, I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to use this. This is all pertinent later. She's like, I don't even know how to use this. And he's like, it's okay. Let's go. Let's go. So they start going. And she's like, wait, the backup generator. I know where it is. Why don't you go back, make sure the bartender's not dead, and make sure that he's, you know, maybe not killing anyone. I'm going to go check the backup generator. I'll be fine. I've got the gun. And I'm going to try to turn it on. So he heads back to the cabin. And Why Valerie go? goes, I don't know, you know? And she goes to the backup generator and she starts messing around with it and it doesn't look like it's gonna turn on anytime soon. So you just want these glass cups 
I'm gonna use this one first. These, um, they used to be kimchi jars. See, you just wanna plop the strawberries in there. They're like little bobas, you know? So Damon goes back to the cabin to check up on the bartender, and now Valerie and Leon are doing their own thing, okay? So they're the only ones that are in the cabin, and the bartender, like I said, he's still drinking. I don't know why, okay? He's still down in his whiskey, and he keeps accusing Leon. And the dude's like, he's, why would he be the killer? He's going into town to help us right now. And even if it is, we just have to wait till the morning. There's gonna be help that comes. It's gonna be fine. And this is when the bartender just full on turns on him. He's like, you know that it's him, and you're in cahoots with him. What are you guys planning? Are you guys planning something? Is this for money or something? You're new, you're new, and you're the one that wanted to hang out with the groundskeeper. Why would you want him around? You don't even know him, unless you do. Unless you do. So he's like, I don't know what your deal is. Let's just wait until Valerie gets back. Jeez, it's all the drinking that you're doing. And he tries to take the whiskey bottle away from him, but the bartender won't allow it. So suddenly there's a knock on the door and it's Leon and he's all bloodied up and he's pissed. And he looks at the two boys and he's like, who the f did it. They're like, what are you talking about? Who the f did this? I don't understand what you're talking about. Someone cut my brake lines on my bike. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to ride to town for you guys. I didn't even want to go to town. And I come across this little hilltop that I didn't notice. And I go, I go, I go press my bikes, my brakes. And guess what? My brake lines are cut. So I just ride off this little hill and his arm is all gashed up and it's all bloody. And he's just accusing the two guys, which what sick twisted prank is this? Like who, who did this? And then, you know, the bartender's accusing him and it just becomes this absolute show. And Damon is the one, the dish boy is like the one trying to break them apart. Like stop fighting. We just have to get till morning. It's going to be okay. And so Damon starts kind of helping him with his wounds while, you know, the bartender is sitting across the living room just yelling at him still, like, oh, you're so guilty, you're the nasty one, you're, you're the guy in the story, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, what are you talking about? You're a freaking idiot. I don't even care what you have to say. All I'm trying to do is stay alive. I don't care if you like me. I don't care if you hate me. That's pretty much what the groundskeeper is saying. He's like, haters be hating. And the bartender is like, well, why did you even go to prison then, huh? Why did you go to prison? So he's like, what? What is, that has nothing to do with anything. Okay, you wanna know why I went to prison? I went to prison because I went to a fucking bar. I met a girl at a bar, I sat down next to her, she told me that no one was sitting there, and we start talking. Then I decide, you know what? She is cute, she's nice, but I decide to go to the bathroom because I drank a lot of whiskey. Turns out that that girl had a boyfriend on the other side of the bar, and he was drunk, he was pissed, so he follows me into the bathroom and he starts punching me. And then the girlfriend walks into the bathroom and he goes up to her and starts choking her. So yeah, I had a pocket knife and I stabbed him and he ended up dying, okay? So I got eight years for manslaughter. Because what? I hit on a girl at a bar. Well, how do we even know that's true? Maybe you weren't even hitting on the girl. He's like, I don't care if you don't believe me. So they start standing up and they start getting into a physical altercation. Honestly, the only thing that this movie has taught me is that, um, yeah, guys are emotional. You know what I mean? Like, so far, it seems like the girls are the ones, like, put together. She's like, let me go check out the backup generator. And then the guys are like, you're the one killing people. I gotta kill you. Get it together. Uncontrollable emotions. It's just so unprofessional. Can't even make clear-headed decisions. Just can't be executives, you know? With all that testosterone. Dangerous. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
<laughs> so then a huge fight breaks out and the bartender smashes an empty whiskey bottle onto Leon's head and they start hustling and tussling just full on trying to kill each other and in the process somehow Dish Boy gets knocked down. He gets knocked out unconscious. Okay, I don't wow all right so he's knocked out they're still tussling valerie walks in through the door the backup generators have proven to be not successful and she sees them fighting each other they rush into the kitchen and she freaks out right she grabs the gun out of her waistband and she's like stop stop fighting right now right and then silence and she grabs her phone flashlight and shines it into the kitchen area and she sees the groundskeeper standing over the bartender's body and he has his throat slit, the bartender, and he's dying on the ground. And she's pointing the gun at him, and she's like, why, why would you do that? Calm down, Valerie, please, calm down. You saw, you saw what happened, he was attacking me. He, he smashed a bottle on my head. Please, calm down, Valerie, he was attacking me. You saw that, right? I, I didn't know what else to do. He was, he was trying to kill me, Valerie. And she shoots the gun and kills him. This is going to be so eerie. All of this is going to be so eerie later. This whole story is going to be so weird once you know the crime. So she shoots him and he dies on the ground. And she rushes over. Damon the dish boy wakes up. He rushes to the two guys. They start trying to give CPR, but I mean, both of them are pretty much dead. And she's just screaming, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And he's like, okay, we got to get out of here. I know a place. I know a place. So the dish boy gets her to the cave. And he's like, unlock it. We got to just wait in here. We have to wait till the morning. People, the renovation team is coming in the morning, at least in the cave. No one's going to expect us here. We've got, we can lock the cave. No one knows how to get through the caves better than you do. So this is, we got to wait. We just got to stay in here until the police come. Why? Everyone's and she's like, dead. she's like, what? Well, what if, what if it's not one of us? What if it's someone else? We don't know, Valerie. I don't know what to do. I'm just freaking out. We just keep dying. Everyone's dying. So she's like, okay, that makes sense. So she unlocks the cave, like there's um, like a bars, like cage, like a fence, right? So she unlocks that with a the padlock. They get in, she locks it behind her and he's rushing through the caves and he's like, okay, we gotta get in through this door. She's like, the restricted door, why? I've never even been down there because that's the last place people will come looking. No one's gonna come in there, it's too dangerous. That's the safest place and then this door is gonna hide us from everything. I just, I don't really wanna go in there. Valerie, do you trust me? We gotta go. Okay, so they go in there and then he drags her deeper into the cave. He's like, come on, we got to keep going. We can't just stand by the door. So she's like, I just don't, I don't feel good about this. Like, I, I, I don't like this. I, I, I get a little claustrophobic. And he's like, come on, it's okay, it's okay. So he grabs her by the hand and they start rushing deeper into the cave. And then eventually they stop and she's begging him. Like, can we just, can we just stop here, please? Okay, now we're going to do one part heavy cream with four parts milk, and I'm lactose intolerant, so what am I really doing with my life, okay? So they go deeper into the cave, and they stop, and he's like, you need to trust me, Valerie. It's going to be okay. What are you even most scared of? Because nothing bad's going to happen. We're safe now. And she's like, I'm scared that I'm never going to be able to go home, like never live my life. You know, I don't want to die. She's freaking out. And he says, it's okay. It's okay. Don't be scared, Sarah. I'm here. And so this is when she realizes it's the dish boy. The dish boy was the groundskeeper's son and he was in a mental institution. He got out and then he applied to work here. 
Sarah is in the cave? Sarah is the 12-year-old girl that he kidnapped in the cave years before all of this. And she's still in there? No. He's calling Valerie Sarah. Oh. So she's freaking out and she starts crying. He's like, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. Nothing's going to happen to you here. Nothing's going to happen. Do you see how pretty that is? So we get a flashback at this point, you know, after we find out that Dish Boy is the groundskeeper's son. We get a flashback to him as a young kid, the, the weekend when Sarah disappeared. So we kind of assumed that the main groundskeeper, his dad, was, you know, he was abusive, he was an alcoholic. We got that initially from the beginning of the story, right? But turns out the reason that he went missing and the reason that he had no parents and he had to be taken to foster care and then eventually a mental institution is because his dad actually took him into the middle of the woods right before Sarah was kidnapped. And he kept saying, you're the reason that mom left. You're the reason that my wife and your mom left. You're the reason because you're an idiot. And just like berating him, just, you know, verbally super abusive. And then, you know, the kid's just saying, I just want to go home. Like, can we just go back home? And the dad says, yeah, well, you can go home, but not with me. And just shoots himself in front of his own kid, who's like 12 years old. So then he ends up kidnapping Sarah that same weekend. And then they can't find her. They assume it's him, but they have no proof. So they take him to foster care and then eventually to a mental institution. And so Valerie's like, oh my God, I didn't know that. So he's telling Valerie all of this. And she's like, it's okay. Well, you're going to be better now. You're not, you're not like your dad. And, and we, I heard Sarah got out. I heard Sarah's, maybe we can leave and find Sarah. Maybe we can, maybe we can leave and get married. You know, we can do whatever you want. And he's like, no, no, no. And she's like, I just, I just want to go home. And he reaches behind her, grabs the gun in her waistpants, like the waistband. And she's like, please, please. I just want to go home. And he says, you can go home, but not with me, Sarah. And he takes his own life in the cave. What? So now she's freaking out, you know, because that's not really, that's a really traumatic thing to witness. And um, she's panicked. Well, I think I could just eyeball this. So Valerie starts freaking out because she's really deep in this cave. She just saw this really traumatic thing happen. And um, eventually she starts getting flashbacks to her dad. She has a flashback where her dad and her go fishing. And he tells her that he thinks that that little girl is going to get out of the cave. Because all you have to do, I mean, it's, it's tricky. But the caves, all you have to do is listen for the water. The stream outside and you can get out of the cave. So she calms down and she listens for the water. And eventually she gets out of the cave. The police pull up and that's it. That's the end of the scene. The end of the movie. And then immediately the credits come up. And I just thought that that was so eerie because there was a name in the credits that is now on trial for murder. Wait, 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 wait. What? <laughs> I just had a straight shot of heavy cream. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna have diarrhea. Why did we do heavy cream? We should have just done regular milk, no? I like it. Really? It's yummy. It's really cute looking. It's really simple, but um, some Nesquik would have been fine. <laughs> just some good old Nesquik, okay? That's it. That's the end credits. Then the cast members pull up their names. And this is this is the end of the movie. This was all filmed. And then all of them find out that one of the cast members was literally awaiting a murder trial. Can you tell us which one? No. 
Yeah, because you're going to find out in the beginning of the next video. Valerie. The one who... The girl? The girl who killed. The girl who shot. The girl who shot Leon, the groundskeeper. That is such an eerie scene. Remember I pointed out it's eerie? You'll find out why. All of this is going to come together and it's just going to feel really nasty and it's going to feel really conf confusing. We there saw were, this um, movie. Yeah. What happened to Sarah? Oh, we don't know. It's an interesting movie. I think it was really, um, it's a low budget film. I think it was really good for a low budget film. But I think what makes the movie more interesting is the case. I don't necessarily think that this is a movie that I would have watched and just been like, oh yeah, by itself, 10 out of 10. I don't think so, but so, I think it's really good. So this actress committed a crime. She's a, she's a murderer, but nobody knew. Yeah, well, okay, so that one of them kind of knew. It gets so weird. It gets so weird. She changed her name when she was out on bail and she started acting. It's weird. This wasn't the only acting job she had after she got out on bail. And now she's back in prison awaiting a murder trial. Now the castmates, when they found out that she was awaiting a murder trial and the actual like, what do you call it, details of her case, they felt like it was a sick joke. Like all of it feels like a sick joke. Like the way that even this movie, it's not like a romantic comedy. It's not, it's not like a, it's straight up, who's the killer among us? Turns out, dead ass, there is a killer among us in real life as well. The true crime video is going to be up on Stephanie Sue in like a few hours. And it's just going to blow your, it's going to blow your mind. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's Baking a Mystery. And let me know in the comments what are your thoughts. And I'll see you guys tomorrow in a couple of hours. Bye. <laughs>